Welcome to the Hey Salespeople podcast, where we focus on delivering immediately actionable best practices for sales professionals. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople, this is Sydney Sloan. I'm proudly the CMO at SalesLoft. And welcome to another edition of Hey, Salespeople podcast. I'm happy to be your guest host today with Trisha Gelman, the CMO at Drift. She has over 20 years of marketing experience building brands and leading change at some of the world's most iconic companies, Apple, Adobe, Salesforce. Before joining Drift, Trisha was the CMO at Checker, where she built out the marketing leadership team, created the company's operations functions, and rebranded the company, repositioning it from a background check provider to a multi-product people trust platform. Trisha's superpowers are aligning go-to-market planning, partnering with sales, brand building, and category creation. She's a proud and very busy mom and lives out here in the Bay Area. It's a pleasure to welcome you to our Hey Salespeople podcast, one of our very few marketers, like you and me, two marketers on a Salespeople podcast. What's going on here? We'll explain that as we talk about building a strong partnership between marketing and sales and how to really build a relationship across the teams that work. So I did a quick introduction of you, but I'm sure I missed out a lot of colorful details. So why don't you uh, color in the lines for me and tell us a little bit more about you? Yeah. Thank you so much, Sydney, for having me. I'm really excited about this podcast because I do really believe that one of my superpowers is being a marketer who can align with sales. And I don't think that all marketers have that. So I'm excited to talk today about you know what I've done in the past, let's say building out demand generation at Salesforce, which is known for being a sales superpowerhouse, as well as you know, you talked about category creation. I think one of the places to align is around the messaging and really how you tell the story, which is something that I've been working on successfully with the CRO here at Drift. So a lot to talk about today. I can't wait to get into it. Welcome. Well, we have a little bit of a ritual with Hey Salespeople, and it starts with, do you have a favorite book or podcast that gives you inspiration? Well, I'm happy to say that right now, one of the people that we work with a lot at Drift is John McMahon. He's a five-time CRO, and he recently put out a book that we're all reading. I recommend it. It's called The Qualified Sales Leader, Proven Lessons from a Five-Time CRO. He kind of coined and created what a lot of people know as Command the Message when he was at PTC and has really influenced a lot of companies since being a CRO. So I think lots of great lessons there. And as a marketer, it's always good to kind of get that sales perspective. The second one is, um, I know you're in marketing, but you know, have you had an experience in sales? What was your first sales role? I have wondered multiple times if I should just stop what I'm doing and pick up a bag because I've been working so closely with the sales team that I kind of feel like in a way I am doing sales, but it is totally different the way people are putting themselves out on the line and really, you know, having their variable comp, et cetera. I have never done that in a SaaS environment, but I did start, you know, my sort of work, be a person life. Um, My first job ever was scooping and selling ice cream. And so I learned from that really well, like how to deal with the pressure of the line at 3 p.m. that goes like across the street and around the block, how to be calm, and then also how to map to people's needs so that they will move on quickly. I also then in my college career was a hostess and waited tables. And I think these are jobs that everybody should do because they really teach you 
how to be customer centric, how to listen, and how to align toward the needs of your audience. I mean, you're going to fail. And then they're going to today in today's world have bad reviews if you don't really pay attention in terms of what's going on, which I think translates to sales, but I've never carried a bag. You know, there's this eight at the beginning. Let's just start with the big question first. Like, why is it so hard for marketing and sales to be aligned? You know, we talk different languages. Do we think different? Like, what has been that common, you know, in your experience, challenge between keeping folks from being aligned? The number one thing is creating a common language and then also creating a common set of metrics. And I think that's where the entire sales and marketing relationship got off on the wrong foot. Back in the day, marketing was really a bit fluffy. I mean, when I I did not choose to be a marketer, actually. When I ended up in marketing, I went home and I cried because I thought it was fluffy and unimportant when I was back at Apple and I got reorganized into marketing. I quickly learned that there was a lot of impact you could have for the business in terms of creating an ecosystem and reach and aligning the go-to-market. You know, further in my career, started partnering with sales. So before the internet, marketers had no true way to be measured. And I think that always created a controversy because in what we call the brand era, you're doing branding, you're doing billboards, you're doing TV, you're doing audio spots on the radio. And you could kind of say that maybe that influenced somebody to come and to go into a sale, but it was very hard to measure. And then with the internet, we started to have technologies like Google search, Facebook, all these different digital platforms. And we started with the rise of CRM and other MarTech tools to measure leads. And so we call that the demand gen era. And I think at that point, I don't know if it made it better or if it made it worse, but you know, marketers were at least be able to measure it on leads. And so that created the conversation of how many leads have you created? And yet sales was not interested really in leads. They're interested in making their revenue number. And so it's good that mar- marketing was able to be held accountable to something, but still it's not the right thing. Now what we're seeing is that through the rise of MarTech and sales tech, it's possible to build a single stack where marketing and sales are in the same place and you can really measure to revenue. And talking about revenue, I think is the most important thing between marketing and sales. Totally. The things that I've learned over the years, and I was reflecting back when you were telling your story, is the relationship. You know, marketers that maybe started in brand-oriented roles where you're very, very far away from the salesperson. The advantage that I had in early on in my career is that, you know, I was doing events, I was doing user conferences, and I was coordinating the, the sales kickoffs. And, you know, I just knew all the salespeople before I made that transition into product marketing, but I already had those relationships. So they were happy to invite me to go on sales calls so I could learn what customers needed and wanted. And I would do the demos at the trade show booths learning how to talk and then really understanding, you know, how hard it was to sit in the salesperson's position in, you know, how they were finding materials, what materials that we were building that they were actually using or not. And so if you can take the time to actually, you know, spend a day in the shoe of a salesperson, very close to the customer on customer calls. And now that's actually easier to do because you can just jump on a Zoom, you know, it was really a game changer for me, creating the empathy for what it was like to be a day in the life of the salesperson. When you think back, like when you think of really strong partnerships, what partnership comes to mind and why was it exceptional? The partnership, and it really created my relationship that I'm the most proud about in terms of partnering with sales, which is at Salesforce in 2011, I think it was, they started talking about being an enterprise company. And it was on this um, path of branding the company as the leader in social enterprise, which small businesses did not care about social and they didn't think that they were enterprise. 
And so immediately the message that marketing was pushing with the CEO was irrelevant to mid-market and below. And we started to see a decline in the inbound and the engagement that we could drive both on the marketing and the sales side from the lower parts of the market. So Hillary Coplow McAdams at the time was the head of global sales. And it was sort of a blind entry for me into this huge sales organization, like talking directly at the top. And I was able to go to her staff meetings and really hear firsthand across all of the functions in sales, well, what were the challenges they were having and why, and you know what were they being measured on? And I got to watch Hillary drive success with her team because she didn't just blindly trust people. She actually asked questions that required people to talk through the process and what they were doing. And so instead of saying, hey, you know, how are you doing to hit your sales target this quarter? She would ask people, how's this deal going? Or, you know, when was the last time that you reached out and sat with your BDR organization to create alignment? And really, like she wasn't a micromanager, but she understood what it took to get things done so that she could sort of prosecute the questions at the right level to hold people accountable. I think that's a great example of alignment on execution at the team level. Another favorite place for me to partner with the CRO is really on the go-to-market strategy. It's a shared effort. My favorite saying here is it's better to be aligned than to be right. At Salesforce, you know, what I found is that the teams were always very aligned because it's a very sales-driven culture. Um, But, you know, now since leaving Salesforce and going into the startup world, I see that a lot of companies are really very product-focused. And a lot of times, even the product team isn't aligned with the sales team. And I think that this is somewhere where sales and marketing can partner very strongly. I think the VP of product marketing and or the CMO, both roles touch across the entire organization and can help. And I've done this both at Drift and at Checker, help to basically pick the go-to-market and align the teams around the go-to-market. Who are we going after? What are the priorities? What are we trying to do with those people? And honestly, what does our product do based on what it is we're saying they're going to do? And are these things all aligned, including building out the roadmap to make sure that it's setting up sales for success and CS for success so that you have happy customers on the backside? It plays two ways. One is you're having the conversation, you're selecting what the right go-to-market is, I think there's like 10 factors that we go into and and then we evaluate that we have that conversation, but it's just as important what we don't do as what we choose to do. Because if you can get that alignment at the senior level, then the daily requests of, Hey, we need a one pager about this use case because I just sold a big account on it, but yet we don't know if it's a repeatable pattern or really if it's a go-to-market strategy. And so to just kind of be able to say no to all the other great ideas, But today we're focused here and we'll capture those. And as we can take on expansion to new opportunities and new markets and new verticals or whatever it might be, you know, we'll we'll take those as input, but we have to stay focused at the most strategic level. I think that's a really good point is, you know, part of the success of sales and marketing is having that alignment on the focus because there's always going to be noise. And it doesn't mean that you can't experiment. I think successful CMOs dedicate a certain amount of their budget and their resource to doing experimentation. And that may be partnering with like a few salespeople on a new vertical or some new go-to-market test that you want to do. But I think being very clear, like what is the main thing that we're doing versus what is the test or what are we not doing is really important. 
So how do you align your team to support the sales organization? Let's talk about, we're talking a little bit about the senior level, but throughout the organization and not just sales, you can talk all about revenue. As the marketing leader, I like to think of revenue as coming from the full life cycle. So from the first touch that you have in awareness through consideration, through purchase, then that wow moment is really important to make sure that what we sold the customers on, we start to follow through on delivering. And that requires partnering with the CS organization to make sure that we're onboarding the customers, we're engaging them, we are potentially identifying which customers then become valuable for expansion. We're making sure we're locking in the renewals with the CS organization. And then we um, are moving and trying to provide the advocacy, which then goes full circle to create that awareness again out in the market, but not in our own voice, in the customer voice. And so I organize my team so that I have a person on my team who aligns to the new business sales team, and then a person on my team who aligns to the post-purchase organization, whether that's account managers, like they live in different places and different parts of the company. But I want to make sure that I have a person looking at both sides. And I'm currently actually hiring for one leader who will own both sides. Instead of having a demand gen leader and a customer marketing leader, I'm looking for a full revenue leader right now. Interesting. When I think about this, that the ideal state here, if we're talking, we've got, we got a sales audience here. So as a sales leader, how do you think about partnering with your marketing counterpart and advocating for that person to have the right resources on their team to support your team? The couple of models that I've, I think of is kind of, first of all, like what functions align to what functions, like what you've said. So we have a commercial sales business and an enterprise sales business. So I kind of have two support teams based on the business models because there's different. In our commercial business, it's a velocity model. Our partnership is actually stronger on the inbound motion with our commercial sales team and SDR teams on how to handle the inbound structure. And then we're very metrics driven. And then on the enterprise side, we run an account-based approach. And so I have an enterprise marketing leader that aligns with our enterprise sales team. And then I have enterprise marketing managers that align with each RVP. We do a two to one ratio currently. How do we best align to supporting and growing our customer base? Um, So the way that I have it is I have one demand gen leader who can align across sales on new business. And then underneath that person, I have like the segment specific people. I think it's really important that whether you call them AVPs or EVPs or whatever they are that are like one level below your CRO for your segments, that you have a person in your team who's aligned to that person. And then on the customer side, the thing that I'm starting to see is that there's so many things that we can do from the typical demand gen account-based strategies that we can bring over to the customer side. So why not use our ABM platform to also do ABM on our existing customers to ensure that they're always up to speed on where we're going and what we're doing. And that we're starting to, you know, watch in terms of like the behaviors that are happening. Are they showing signals that they're in market again to look for a solution when we think that they're just totally happy? So like really, um, we're starting to see a lot more synergy across both of these groups in terms of the tactics. But I also think it's really important to have the individuals who live the day in the life, we have growth, mid-market and enterprise in terms of how we're, we're set up. Perfect. So let's transition a little bit um, and talk about how the role of marketing has evolved to support sales more effectively. Like what have you seen in terms of transitions over the years and in terms of our job? 
I think one of the challenges and one of the reasons why a lot of marketers don't align with sales really well is because marketers just get excited about their marketing. They get excited about the message. They get excited about the tactics. I mean, they're in marketing because they love and like really get excited about producing a great event or, you know, having some amazing direct mail and sales sits on the other side and they're wondering what the F is all this shit that you're throwing at me. It's overwhelming. It's too much. And so um, I have this strategy I try and really bring into my team, which is that there's really three motions. So we talk about sales, we talk about marketing, but then there's really this middle area. And I think for a business to be successful, sales has to take accountability at some level for driving their own pipeline. It may be in the enterprise, it's 50%. It may be, let's say in your commercial business, it's only 10 or 20%, but there has to be some amount of them going out to try and open doors. Ideally, you have a platform that can show like people who are generally in market and it's not a super cold, cold outreach, but at the same time, like it's cold outreach. It's not somebody who has already engaged with a marketing asset. On the other side, you have marketing and marketing's doing a lot of activity, including those brand-based things that are hard to measure. And so the volume of things you have to do in marketing, you know, we're talking about ABM, we're talking about volume, we're talking about one to many, like all these things that maybe sales doesn't exactly understand. And honestly, I'm not a believer that they have to understand and dissect it all. In the middle, you have to do activities that are 100% about how sales and marketing align. You have to do activities that are developed in partnership with sales on the idea that you're going to do something, sales is going to do something, and that's going to be success. A lot of times, you know, in the old world, we would go to physical events. You know, a physical event is only as good as the conversation that you have in the booth or at the dinners that you set up at those events, et cetera. If sales hasn't agreed that that's something that they want to do, staffing those executions with marketers is a waste of time. And so I think you have to really say like, okay, what are we doing and why are we doing it? And what do you expect to get out of it? But I truly believe like if you have, a talk track, let's say around like right now, we're talking about this transition from marketing and sales being aligned in the revenue era where everybody's focused on revenue versus in what we call the demand gen era, where you have this fight between leads and revenue. We have an ebook about this. And honestly, having an ebook is a great way to open a conversation and get people hooked. Like we're going to focus for two weeks on just, we're going to have this asset it's going to give you a reason to call. You're going to open the door with people talking about the challenges and changes of today's world. And that's going to be your door opener as like, hey, we have this new thing that I want to share with you. Then sales needs to be trained to have their conversation. They don't really care about the ebook. What they care about is the general conversation to generate business. But the ebook becomes a door opener. First of all, I think the question is, you know, why do we do branding as a marketing team? Like, the powerful of brand is that when you reach out to a customer, you don't have to explain who you are or your company or educate them on your value proposition. If your marketing team is doing a great job with brand, which Drift is, then they know who Drift is when you call. Oh, you're from Drift. That is brilliant marketing. Thank your marketing team if you get that response. The second thing that I would highlight in your answer, Tricia, is the sales leaders who get it, right? The sales leaders who get it you don't have to ask them to invite their customers to attend your events because they know the customers are going to come and they're going to get a different opportunity to engage with them. They get to stand back and have your advocate customers sell your prospects on why you're a great company to do business with. 
So the sales leaders and sales teams who get that, who know that marketing is going to help you bring those opportunities together where customers can talk to customers and salespeople get that unique opportunity to deepen the relationship outside of the buying cycle. That's the value add. Um, the last one was going around the ebook. And I was thinking, okay, how could sales help marketing in creating those assets? If we know what questions customers are asking, and but then they know and they can build these assets, which by the way, when you send those are going to resonate with your prospects because you know that's the question they ask. So, you know, really an opportunity to go partner. And I think that's really a good idea for early stage companies where your teams are super small and you're trying to figure out what to do first, like align on the common questions, start to build out joint content and talk tracks and test those out together help then update your cadences or whatever you're using for prospecting in order to keep those conversations connected and invite your marketing counterpart in to help with that. And I think that's super, super strategic. Within that as well, I think one of the things that um, I notice where there is success is where sales and marketing have really aligned on what the buying cycle is. A lot of times you have salespeople going out and like they're calling on different levels within the company. They're having different conversations, whether it's a value conversation or a feature conversation. But that means you have to partner with marketing to have assets and materials at both levels. And I think you won't be successful if you're only working down. I mean, the sales cycle just gets really long. And especially like if you, you know, at SalesLoft, you have your commercial business like those people are on a volume type activity. They can't have, you know, 18 conversations within a company and have a sales cycle that lasts four months because they're trying to move from a low level person up in the organization. So partnering on the buying cycle and who the key people you're trying to go after and have success with, I think is key to then identifying what content you need and and how you're trying to open the doors with those people. Absolutely, absolutely. And my last um, kind of piece of advice to the sellers listening out there is, my strategy is always to direct my team to where the energy is. So we have a plethora of options to work on and to spend our time and our, frankly, our budgets on. And I'm not a fan of going to help the most struggle. I like to help those that are willing to work with us and those that are succeeding where I know the time and money invested is going to pay out. So be a good partner is my advice to the salespeople. Lean in with marketing and you will get more than your fair share of you know help and resources because frankly, you're both succeeding together and you know you're creating a winning strategy. What, what's your last piece of advice for the sellers listening in on our conversation today? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think that in the past like three to four years, we've seen a transition where marketing has had to understand more what does it take to drive to revenue. It's not just about the awareness and bringing the first touch in, but it's about what converts, why does it convert, and how long does it take to convert. And so really looking further past the cycle than that first touch. Sales, on the other hand, has had to take more accountability for the success of what's happening in their business. And the really great CROs and sales leaders are partnering with marketing and understanding literally like how does marketing work? How do those leads come in? Why do they come in, et cetera? And I'm not saying that every notion, attribution and every lead type and everything else that a sales leader needs to know, but like understanding the basics of the components of a marketing mix and being able to kind of talk through that with marketing, I think helps the sales leaders understand and kind of build success as well. So I think this meeting in the middle is the key. 
And really that is about the vocabulary and the measurement metrics and, and really also focusing on revenue. Like, I don't think that there's anybody who's having great success if you're not focused on revenue, because that's what everybody needs to be accountable in the business. You know, I think there are some leading vendors like Drift, like Salesloft and some of our other partners that are really starting to blend those worlds. This idea of RevTech and the revolution around RevTech where we're connecting our software, our systems, our processes, the way that we talk uh, is really going to continue to help blur those lines between the marketing tech stack and the sales tech stack. And marketing does this and sales does this. Like what we're advocating for is marketing, you need to take two steps to the left. Sales, you need to take two steps to the right and figure this out together. And I see companies doing that and they're excelling. So I know this is the right thing to do. And I just appreciate you, Trisha, being here, spending the time. We appreciate Drift's partnership so much. Anytime I get to geek out with you is a good time. So hopefully everybody listening in today also enjoyed that. Thank you, Trisha Gelman, CMO of Drift, for joining us today here on the Hey Salespeople podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Sydney. I'm super passionate about marketing and sales together. And as you mentioned, we're both partners trying to bridge between sales and marketing. So it's great to be a part of the podcast. Hey, Salespeople is a production made in partnership with Frequency Media. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to the Hey, Salespeople podcast.